0: All right, welcome back to Are You For Real with Sarah Frick. Today, I'm getting to sit down at Carter's house with Carter. She had her baby, what, three and a half weeks ago? Mm -hmm. Three and a half weeks ago. And we are going to chat birth stories, new mom stuff, just all the things. And like every time I see people at the studio, they're like, how's Carter? Well, actually, they're like, how's little Foxy? And they're like, oh, yeah, how's Carter? Um, So let's just start by talking about... You like the last part of your pregnancy because you went over a little bit, and everybody knows like the word "pregnant pause" is called "pregnant pause" for a reason because literally the last three weeks or so of your pregnancy, you're like, "Is I'm you gonna think have your
1: baby's coming that day," mm-hmm.
0: and we kept being like, "It's the day!" Like starting my birthday, October twenty-sixth, we every day was the day
1: because. <clears throat> Every day had a reason that it could be the day. Sarah's <laughs> birthday, my, um, what's it called? It. Wedding anniversary, all the things were the day. But the baby did not come until 41 weeks in one day. Also, I want to preface this whole episode with, this is how I feel. This, this is your episode. Yeah, this, this is like, I think every way everyone chooses to have their babies. And if they want to become like a professional Pregnancy researcher like I did or don't want to, that's okay. Like this is what I wanted and to do. I want to say I don't something. Judge
0: I want to say something to Carter's point. I and like I had a few people reach out to me after the first podcast we released, and they were like, "That's the most honest I've ever heard you." And I was like talking to a friend, and I was like, "The most." She's like, "You know, we I think we feel like we always have to apologize and second guess." But like this is my podcast. Right. You're my guest. Right. And like this is your story. And exactly. if anyone wants to take it out of context, they can go ahead and stop listening right now.
1: Truly. And I just remember when I was pregnant three and a half weeks ago, <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> back when I was pregnant, I, I mean, I would listen to a lot of pregnancy podcasts and you have to take, you just have to take everything with a grain of salt and remember that this is my story. So now that we've said that, I will be very honest with you all today. Yes, let's go girl. So the last week of, well, throughout my pregnancy, when I got pregnant, I never thought I would be so into being pregnant. Well, I was not into being pregnant, but into Seeing what women could do and the process and birth. And I wasn't, I had no clue I'd be interested in it, but I got pregnant and was suddenly like researching everything maybe. But see, this does surprise me, Carter. I know,
0: you're I know, I know. you an all in kind of
1: gal. Yeah, <laughs> I, go, I go all in. I was like taking every vitamin when you're, pre- you know, doing everything that the pregnant person should do, which is really ironic for how the story plays out. So please listen to the whole podcast. But I mean, I did everything. I went to acupuncture every week. Twice a week in the beginning to not lose the baby because I was so scared. And then once a week and then a million times at the end to try to get the baby to come out. I sat on the birth ball all the time. I went to chiroprac- the chiropractor every single week after 22 weeks to get my um, hips and pelvis, everything like in alignment, which is ironic. But anyways... And I continued to work out. I listened to a birth story podcast every single night to try to prepare myself for... Every night? Every single night. i probably... You're listened-
0: like amazing.
1: Every night I listen to one. I don't even brush my teeth every night. <laughs> <And> <laughs> to try to prepare myself for all the different scenarios. All right. So I hired a doula early on. I was like... She's I got not a- going to listen. Don't worry. <laughs> I, no, she, she doesn't <laughs> she like me. She blackballed you. <laughs> I got a du- hired a doula early on. Um, she was referred by someone that I trusted and it started to feel a little weird with her. Like she was an extremist and it was really her way instead of how I wanted to have the baby. And then something happened, which just something happened with her. And I was like, okay, wow, she's too extreme. I had to, let go of that doula, so to speak. But I think that's really because people talk about like mother's
0: intuition. Like mm-hmm. you knew, you knew. And I mean, I, I think as women, and I know myself, like especially, and especially as a new mom, like we're like trying to please. Like I'm trying to please the nurses and the pediatricians, and like no, you know, and like I think it's so
1: amazing that you were like, no, this is not how I want this to be. This no. is not going to work for me. Totally, and it, that's like a big thing about this whole process is you <clears> have to be an advocate for yourself when you are pregnant. Like just because the doctor is saying. One thing, like maybe do your research and make sure that you agree with what that doctor... I don't know. It's just, you don't want to ever be argumentative or I didn't want to be or fight against like what the doctors were saying. But I did want to know what was going on more than just like, hey, here you are. You're fine. The baby's coming. Move on. So I hired a doula. She didn't work out, but it was perfect because um, Clara, who comes to the studio and is a good friend of Sarah and and, and mine who I've known for a really long time. I ran into her and she said, I'm um, training under this person to become a doula. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I need a doula. And this is like 28 weeks, I think. And so she is working and with, for our listeners that don't know what you tell what a doula is. Yes. A doula is really just for the like an, ex, an extension. <laughs> it's kind of like another nurse that you can have with you at the hospital. They're an extension of your partner, of your doctor, of your nurse for extra care. Um, And for me, it was more I really wanted to learn, you know, all about pregnancy, all about birth. um, And they have a lot of meetings with you before and postpartum postpartum care after. So it just seemed like a good a good fit. And I would not have gotten through the birth without. So it's Claire Parks and then Clara Parker. Those are the two doulas. And if you need a doula. Well, we'll put her in the show notes mm-hmm. because she... And don't worry,
0: guys. Carter will be a doula soon.
1: Yeah, I'll be a doula soon. I've, I've already told her that <laughs> she will. I know she will. I'll catch any of your babies. <laughs> so I found the new doulas. It was... They're amazing. It was all amazing. I'd already decided that I wanted to do an unmedicated birth. I was like really set on it for whatever reason. I don't really know why. I think that I wanted to... After being told like I would to get pregnant without doing IVF... And just all these, like, hurdles, I wanted to really feel in my power at the birth. And I'm like, women do this all the time. We're made to do it. It's a little crazy. And, you know, you really have to prepare for it if you would like to do that. Don't just walk in and think you can do it. But you can do it if you want to do that. So that was my goal. That was what I was preparing for. Um, And then the last week, I was really trying to stay, and Sarah knows this, like, stay away from anyone in my bubble because it's so much of your mental game and you have to get your mental game so strong and anywhere I go, people would tell me their horror stories of their births. So I kind of hid for ugh, the baby's crying. Here,
0: do you want to pause? Go get him. No. he'll Five minutes. I'm like, you can do
1: this podcast by yourself. I'll go hold him. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I stayed in my pregnant bubble. I talked to Sarah, my mom, Foxy. I got a lot of foot massages. I went to a lot of lunches. It was pretty brutal, but Sounds awful. Sarah was like, just where's the baby? Come on. I'm like, this is brutal. Don't try to, don't, no one try to tell me to get induced because I was really set on that. Like not against it, but I just thought this baby, I just had knew in my heart, this baby was going to come when they wanted to come.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, and she didn't know what the baby was, the sex
1: of the baby. I did not know the sex of the baby. I still think it's a girl. It's a boy. Sarah, Sarah. (laughs) Sarah thought it was a girl to the point that she bought a pink onesie. Uh She told everyone it was Uh a girl. Like when the baby came out and my mom thought it was a girl too, that I was, I was shocked, but I'll get to that.
0: Oh, Foxy's so sweet.
1: Right now that he's a boy, I can't imagine if it was a girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So finally on Monday, the 14th, November 14th, I woke up. So every day leading up, I was trying to do all the things to have the baby. And I just – it's fun if you're pregnant. It's fun. But it's um, an old wives' tale. They're all old wives' tales. So mm-hmm. they'll keep you busy, but I I don't think they're going to work. I was work. like, you need
0: to keep having sex. Have sex. And she was like, we can't, we can't do that anymore. No.
1: Everyone's <laughs> like, have sex. Eat the pregnancy – Lasagna, um, what else? I forget them now. Like, walked, curb walking. Oh, I did the mile circuit with my doula a hundred times. Like, you did yes, it takes 90 minutes, it's a pain. It's what like, what is it? You, so you, I didn't even know about any of this. You have to do your research. Well, I know, but you were doing <laughs> it with her. What does that mean? Uh, she would come and just like do it, like be with me, so I would stick to it. So, you do three different things for 30 minutes. So, like, a certain way you lay on the ground, a certain way. You walk up the stairs and then I think you just take like a 30 minute walk. I don't know why my brain's not really. It's, oh, it's, I, I know why you had a baby.
0: Welcome to the rest a, of your
1: life. Yeah, it's not in pregnancy mode. So I literally did everything. And then on that Sunday, I had my dad's birthday. We were going to Sullivan's for lunch with him. And I was like, and I talked to you about this. I was like, I really don't feel good about the castor oil thing. Like it's too much. Um, But I drank the castor oil smoothie, which I don't even know if I've told you because it all happened so fast. And I immediately threw it up within like two seconds. And I was like, my body doesn't, my body is, this baby is coming when they want. Mm -hmm. So I wake up on Monday at 4 a.m. and I'm having contractions. Oh, also I'm already four centimeters dilated per my doctor's appointment the week before. So I was supposed to go to the doctor that Monday. I kept being like, you need to get your membrane stripped. I I did.
0: I know you did. Twice. But I was obsessed with it. She was obsessed with it. She wanted to do it. It's weird. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to come over and do it. Is that weird? (laughs) Don't answer that. Listen, Sarah <laughs> thought she was a doula yeah. prior to me becoming a doula. I'm a doula to people that are t- that be medicate that are medicated. I can right. help you get
1: pregnant. She can help you way. get pregnant. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There's I can your- deliver your baby. Just have your strength. Yeah. Do you want to pause? No, because it Yeah, I normally let him cry for 10 minutes. I mean, I don't care. We don't need to cut that either. No. This is real mom life shit. Yeah, 10 minutes, I let him cry. And Nobody fucking judge her on that either, okay? God I mean honestly, if you want to judge me, I do not Come care. At me. <laughs> <laughs> seriously I don't care literally when people give me advice I'm like did I ask yeah all right so I wake up at, let's get to the action okay but okay wait hold on
0: I just want to slow down for just a sec because yeah, we're going I fast. feel like one thing you said I thought was really good and it's really easy to let people get like in your field and it's I don't even think it's just with like the pregnancy thing, but it's just like easy for people to start getting in your ear. Yes. And it's like, it changes your whole directive. It changes your attitude. It changes your trajectory. It changes your quest start questioning yourself. So it's like, you know, you were so committed to this is how we're going to do it. And like anyone that's listening, if you have a good friend, like they don't want your opinions. They want your support.
1: Yes. Period. And honestly, like, I mean, that is a good point to come back to that. And now I'm going to be really mindful of this with pregnant people. Like they don't need to hear your really traumatic birth story or they don't need you to say, Oh, get induced. It worked for me. Guess what? Everyone is different. Like mm-hmm. so different. Everyone's body's different. Everyone's baby's different. Totally. So I, l- I got, induced. if they ask,
0: yeah, share with them. Yeah. I got induced like the second they were like, do you want this baby? I was like, fuck yeah, let's have this baby. Right. right? But that was me. That was you. And that was my story.
1: Right. And it worked yeah. for you and you know, all the things. So I guess, Yeah. I mean, if people ask your opinion, give it to them. But I would go to the grocery store and the checkout lady would be giving me her horror story. You know, Mm -hmm. it was like I can remember just feeling so defeated every time I went in public, which is so dramatic. But I do remember this one time that I went to Whole Foods and I was checking out and I I forget the woman's name. She's worked there for a million years. She's so sweet. And I'm checking out and, you know, I would go every Saturday morning. That was like my fun time to Mm -hmm. go to Whole Foods on a Saturday morning. It was fun. And she was like, oh, the baby's not here yet. And I was like, not yet. And she was like, when do you th- or when are you due again or something? I was like, well, I was due. And she was asking um, if I was getting induced. And I said, I'm not getting induced. I want the baby to come naturally when the baby wants to come. And she was asking me a little bit more about my birth plan. And then I started talking to her about postpartum and my plan to do the first 40 days where you heal yourself with we can certain talk about types that. Yeah, of foods and bros and she was like where are you from not around you're not from the united states and i was like no i'm from the united states but it's crazy how our culture has gotten so far from mm-hmm. just like how women are like how we've always had babies and how yeah, you
0: just push a baby out and get back on with your life
1: right and how like we don't nurture new moms anymore and yada da 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 i could go on a soapbox but but well let's talk about it those two yeah i mean And here I am like recording a podcast and I am kind of into getting back to work a little bit, but that's my choice. And I feel like we don't nurture new moms at all. We're like praising the new mom if she's out and about or if like her jeans fit or if like, oh my God, you're out at lunch. Good job. You're getting your hair cut, That's amazing. And like, as the holidays come, I do feel a lot of, a little bit, not a lot, let's be honest, but a little bit of anxiety that I'm, you know, there's another mom who had her baby a week before me and she went to this ornament exchange last night and it's so stupid, but I'm like. I don't, I'm not ready to do that yet, you you know, so every mom I think is different and you have to do what works for you, but I do think our country is a little backwards in the postpartum care. Well, we glorify
0: busy for everybody.
1: Yes. And look where it's gotten us. Right. Where, so you have a second to slow down if you need to and like whatever's there, like as I feel life creeping back in. I'm like that. Life's always going to be there, but this baby's not always going to be three weeks old. So, which I think is so
0: amazing that you have this perspective. And I told Carter this. Like, sh- I wish. Like, I think I literally just got that perspective with my kids. I'm like, oh yeah, wow, I see they're you like growing it. up. It's different. I just, I glorified like get back in shape. Get, and I've talked about it on the podcast. It was like a control thing with postpartum. But at the same time, I was like, just running from it instead of just leaning into it. You know?
1: Yeah. It's it's hard, but I. I don't know. I feel like yesterday Sarah was like, Kira and I are talking about how you're doing and, like great," and it's so nice to hear that. And I'm like, "Well, actually, I think it's because I just feel really happy and content in this moment." Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, if you do have bad postpartum, I could see like wanting to. I don't think there's any right way to do it, but I am trying to soak up the mm-hmm. moments. You're doing a good job. You are that. Yeah, you maybe you are the actual guru.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Would do you that? slap your name on the door? <laughs>
1: Uh, no, we're n- definitely not a guru. Um, all right. So we're, so, so it's four in the morning. Okay. Whew. So it's four in the morning and I start to feel contractions. Um, but I'm okay. I get up, I use the restroom. I lose my mucus plug. Yummy. Which I don't know if you don't know what that means. Don't Google it. Yeah. Just wait till you're pregnant. Sometimes you just don't need to know. Yeah. But I was like, oh, my gosh, I've been waiting for you, mucus plug, forever. <laughs> you are. <laughs> Welcome. I was like, Foxy, I lost my mucus plug. He's like, what time is it? He went back to sleep. Um, and then I kind of sat in bed. I fell back asleep because my whole plan with my doula was like, try to go back to sleep if you can. Because if And you, you can fell s- back asleep? I fell back asleep for an hour. If you can sleep, you know that you have a really big day ahead of you. Mm-hmm. So try to sleep. Then I woke up and I was like, all right. We have the plan. I'm going to try to distract myself. So I took a shower. I, like, put a face mask on. This is all at 5 a.m. This is very weird. I'm, like, blow-drying my hair, which I never do. This whole thing. Like, putting on some mascara. I'm going to give birth today. If you could see me after I gave birth, that (laughs) mascara was long gone. (laughs) And then Foxy wakes up. He decides he's not going to go to the works, because just in case I need him close by. But he's going to go sit in his pajamas and read the paper and drink his coffee for an hour and a half but not pack his bag so the was that frustrating to you Mm, i was in my own world okay i mean i was like we gotta go soon it got to a point where i was like you need to shower
0: because you were supposed to go to west ashley to see the doctor and you were like there's no way i'm yes
1: so i was so i start like i start i'm upstairs i start having to lean over the bed when the contractions come and like breathe really breathe through it and like put my headphones on and like get in the zone because i've been practicing like with certain playlists and like, just like how to really get in that mindset. So I put my headphones on. I'm like, Foxy pack your bag. Oh, I ate breakfast. Thank God Atlas had brought me a bunch of food because they would, they thought I had the baby already. Mm -hmm. So I had all this food in the fridge and I was like, I got to eat huge breakfast because, um, I might not eat again. And I'm going into labor.
0: Poop and puke it all out. Yeah. And
1: (laughs) it's all going to be gone in two seconds on Foxy's hands. We'll get there. uh, (laughs) (laughs) so okay so i'm supposed to go to the doctor i call the doctor's office it's um 8 a.m so it's not open yet and they're like oh sorry we don't know what i'm like i cannot go to west ashley over two bridges i am in labor i swear and they're like oh i don't know well you're gonna have to call back at nine when we open And this is when it's really nice. Dr. Gregory, I'm sorry to, you know, overstep, but this is when it's nice to have her number and text her. Mm -hmm. She's the best man. I was like, listen, and she's really is the best. I'm like, I'm in labor. I know I'm in labor. I don't think I can make it to West Ashley. She's like, perfect. I'm in Mount Pleasant. Come here. I'll check you. I'm at a meeting and then we'll, then I'll go to work in West Ashley and you'll probably go to the hospital. Mm So Foxy finally packs his bag, but honestly, men don't really—they don't really need anything. No. He can leave. It's—it just was more like the drama was fun to me. Yeah. So we get in the car. I am—it's so painful. He was going to West Ashley, even though I'd said we're going to Mount Pleasant. Oh my gosh! Did you freak out? He, I mean, it, we just missed Where one turn. You? Okay. We went down McCants instead of Center You're Street. Really so I, was like
0: Mount I <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, I'm losing it. So I just turn up my headphones and drown out Foxy. He's still not convinced I'm in labor. And I text the doulas, Claire and Clara, and I'm like, I think I'm in labor. And they're like, just keep us posted. And I'm like, okay, I really think I'm in labor, but okay. So I get to Dr. Gregory. I get to Lowcountry OBGYN. All, everyone that works there is like, oh my gosh, finally, this girl's having her baby, like. Like, were you having contractions in the lobby? Oh, I couldn't sit in the lobby. You know, the music's so loud in there and it's like. So what did you do? I paced up and down the hallway.
0: Tarpon Cellars is a Napa Valley winery with Southern roots. Crafting community through wine, art, music, and philanthropy. Helmed by winemaker Jeremy Carter, who is a regular at the works, Tarpon Cellars produces single vineyard wines with minimal intervention and free of sugar and additives. Their popular Combero series features unique, yet approachable blends that are food friendly and driven and incredibly aromatic, all under $30. My favorite is the Zinfandel I got to try last week. I paired it with a to-go pizza and I felt very fancy and it was very delicious. Don't worry, I finished the whole bottle. (laughs) All the wines are bottles in post-consumer recycled glass with a back label that features a link to a curated Spotify playlist. And you know how much we love a curated playlist around the works. You can buy Tarpon Cellars locally in Charleston at Bottles, Graft, Island Provisions, and the whole line is available for purchase through their website, tarponcellars.com. Sip on the good stuff and feel good while doing it. Tarpon Sellers donates 2% of all wine sales to Southern-based social and environmental impact nonprofits like Charleston Waterkeeper and Oyster South. So guys, enjoy yourself something good and do something good this holiday with this delicious wine and cheers.
1: And just like, and then would like lean over this bench they have in there. Oh
0: my God, Carter.
1: <laughs> so Dr. <laughs> Gregory finally comes out, not finally, it probably was five minutes. Yeah. But she comes out and she she's like okay she needs to come back like get her back there they're trying to take my blood pressure i was like "Mm, listen we got to get on the table yeah so i get up on the table and she's checking me like and i'm you know i'm hoping i'm at five centimeters dilated i'm hoping it's a little more she checks me i'm at seven centimeters dilated and my water breaks all over her and she's like wearing nice clothes for her meeting (laughs) and i was like oh my she's like put this diaper on bye i'll talk to you later go next door so if you don't, seven centimeters is a long way to get. Uh yeah.
0: <laughs> just
1: yeah. FYI. Yeah. So I was like Because you're only getting to ten, right? <sighs> you only go to ten. And like most people, I don't I it just shows you what your mind can do. Like I talk about the power of your mind in class all the time, but I really wanted to see if this if you wanted to I'm, you want to put it to the test. I wanted to prove this. Yeah. And like it really does work. Honestly. Your yeah. mind is so powerful. And so I go to the hospital I'd pre-registered obviously Duh. and <laughs> she asked for like
0: special sheets and a special like armchair in her room so
1: like I didn't have to fill out all that stuff because I'd already done it Foxy had to sign some stuff this lady comes to get me to go upstairs I'm like I cannot wait in this lobby I have to go upstairs right now and she comes to get me and she's like want to get in the wheelchair I'm like if you think I can sit down right yeah. now lady yeah that was like my friend Aaron so i go upstairs mm-hmm. i get in my room i throw my stuff down i get undressed put on the gown which i never put the gown on all day just butt naked all day and i, I just couldn't have anything touching me it was yeah. like the weirdest thing and i immediately go in the bathroom i throw up all my meal and my smoothie i was like ah, oh, the green smoothie to start my day right yeah as i'm in labor i got arby's on the way right <laughs> But you knew, you planned, I you were going to an appointment. I went to the appointment. They said,
0: you, do you want to go have the baby? This is the way oh, and yeah. I went and got Arby's and then an epidural.
1: Right. Which, you know what? <laughs> this is the, this is the sheer differences of us. Keep going. <laughs> this is a great story. So I am throwing up all over the bathroom and I'm really wondering what doctors on call that day. Cause I knew it wasn't Dr. Gregory, but mm-hmm. that was my choice to not be induced. And I knew I could get any doctor and I, there was another doctor that I really wanted it to be, Doctor Blum. She um, and Natalie, I feel, are very similar. So I'd heard, I never met her, but I trust, I trusted what I'd heard. So she walks in. It's like as fate would have it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is lining up so nicely. She walks in. I'm like, oh my, I'm so happy to meet you. I'm so happy you're on call. Um, sorry that I'm throwing up everywhere and butt naked. How are yeah. you? Let's have this baby. <laughs> And I'm, then I texted the duel, like then it really got real and I texted the dualism was like I really need I actually need y'all here and they were there it felt like ten minutes yeah Foxy came in and then the next how many hours so what how, time did you get there I got there at around nine okay <sighs> so it started at four a.m. I get there at nine and I'm like frantically texting with her mom and her sister right so I couldn't like this is how. I was so in labor land, like active labor from 4 a.m. The only person I told that I think I'm in labor was you because I didn't want Foxy to be like flooded Mm -hmm. with messages because I needed his support for this labor. You really need um, your partner's support if you're going to choose the no epidural too. I mean, you need it either way, but... medium. Yeah, not really. (laughs) So the nurses are like... um, So I hadn't told anyone. My phone wasn't on my phone all day, obviously. You can't really text when you're in labor. Um... The nurses were like, are you sure you don't want the epidural? And I was like, read the birth plan. Mm -hmm. It says, do not ask if she needs the epidural. But was there any point where you're like, I need the fucking epidural? Yes. Okay. So through all my podcast listening, um, I learned that like when you're going through transition and you're about to start pushing, you often doubt yourself. Like most women doubt themselves. And Lindsay, who is our podcast producer, she also had her babies this way and- I'm sure she's like having all these flashbacks right now (laughs) watching her. So I listened, some podcasts I listened to, they can give you nitrous at the hospital. And I kept being like, okay, I don't want the epidural, but do we have gas? They're like, wait, we don't even have gas here. Why do you keep asking for gas? Like, I guess some places do. But that's kind of how they did old school, right? I guess. I don't know. It just, I'd heard it and it sounded so good at the time. (laughs) Anything, I'm sure. Yeah. I was like, I'll take anything. A shot. Yeah. Yeah, Lindsay's had a cigarette. (laughs) So, no, but then the nurses were amazing and they were like, they were so, they were awesome. I mean, that's probably the most action they've seen in a long time. Yeah, Foxy said that when he went out in the hallway to talk to my mom or something, that like all the nurses out there were like, holy shit, your wife's. Amazing. Yeah, and he was, that, yeah. That is amazing, Carter. Because they could hear, we'll get, like, they could hear me the whole time, too. You're yeah. so loud and primal yeah. when you're like in this unmedicated active labor. So I started to doubt myself, but I just kept pushing through. I would like sit on the toilet backwards, like, that felt good. I would go How in this. How fast sh- were your contractions? Like two minutes apart, probably. And then one minute, you know, it was yeah, ramping yeah, yeah. up so fast. So I'm thinking, like, okay, I'm in transition. That means I'm almost there. I can get through the next one. I'm, you just take it contraction by contraction. I'm going to be fine. I'm about to push. This is happening so fast. How lucky am I? Okay. So I, yeah, I spent like a ton of time in the shower and I had to wear a monitor on uh-huh. his, to monitor the heart rate of the baby. And Foxy had to carry that around with me. So like I would be at one spot and I'd be like, oh, I got to go. And yeah. he'd have to, he would just, he was really he's the best good yeah. all day and he would like clean the bathroom after cuz i'd go in for That's a little so bit and i would like throw up poop uh everything everywhere there's just stuff everywhere yeah so he would then like tidy up Were behind bleeding? me yeah it was bleeding I, butt naked butt naked you I like, like
0: literally just like fucking an animal wreaking
1: havoc on this room I, no, the room like I think I pooped on like Claire's hands yeah like it was you like they sh- you should have lit a
0: match when you left
1: <laughs> yeah when I had to go back in that room I was like trauma oh trauma trauma bonding <laughs> like I will be requesting a different room next time yeah <clears throat> so it goes by like I'm using the peanut ball I'm using the medicine ball I'm using anything they give me to get there and then um, the doctor comes back in and I'm like, okay, I think I feel like I need to push. Like I'm feeling really pushy and she's like, checks me and she's like, okay, yeah, you can, you're 10 centimeters. You can start pushing. And so I push and this, it's like four hours go by. Cause I remember your sister texted
0: me and she's like, Foxy texted that. Like you were about to start pushing or whatever. And then it was like taking forever and ever. And I was right. texting your mom and I was like, well, maybe they let, let her take a rest. Or and then I thought, well, maybe she got the epidural, but I'm never going to
1: ask, you know, yeah. I was like,
0: maybe she's just chilling but keep going.
1: No, I mean it's cr- you really so normally now at the hospital they suggest you push for 2 to 3 hours. That's just what they say. I wanted to do it. I mean, it was he was progressing. He was coming down. His heart rate was fine. There was no reason mm-hmm. that this baby shouldn't come out like the way that I thought they should. Mm-hmm. So, I'm pushing for 4 hours. I'm doing all these stretches to get like my pelvis in the right alignment. This is where the doula comes in like she's giving me counter pressure the whole time every contraction. Anytime I say I can't do it, she's reminding me that I just kept remembering. She'd say, "But you are doing it." Mm-hmm. Like they just get you back in your headspace, um, without being pushy though. Like anything I wanted, yep. if I'd said epidural, Claire would have been like, "Hurry up, we need the epidural." Yep. Um, you know, they're making sure I'm drinking water. Just anything so we're pushing we're pushing nothing's happening we like sit on the toilet to try to push we sit in the shower for a long time to try to push i go on all fours i sit on the bed i anything nothing so
0: okay so the contractions up to this point and then the when you're pushing is the pushing as as or more painful than the contractions before
1: uh the pushing felt like <clears throat> relief to me okay so like the contraction would come and i'd be like oh no i mean it's not really it's hell but yeah 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 it was like, okay, at least I can like push this for a second. But then I started to get really tired and I was like, I think I want to try to la- lay on the bed and just see like, so I did like all fours on the bed, like that didn't work. And also I was like really hot, really cold, really yeah. hot, really cold. It's like- well, your body's going through a lot. It's wild. <laughs> yeah. And so the t- I didn't realize it had been four hours. It could have been 10 minutes to me, but I get, I decide I want to start pushing on the bed and- The doctor comes in and she and the nurses change. And this is when Connie comes in, Mm -hmm. who Sarah had the same nurse, which Mm -hmm. is just funny. Mm -hmm. She's amazing. All the nurses at East Cooper are amazing. But um, so Dr. Blom comes in and she's like, let me check you again. Your baby goes through stations to get out of your pelvis, and it's like negative two, negative one, zero, one, two, or I don't know, something like that. And she checks me to see what station the baby's at. And then she's like, let me help you push. So I put my legs, like, up in the things, mm-hmm. and Foxy and Connie... Foxy was going to, like, stand behind me the whole berth, and he didn't realize I was going to be, like, pooping on his hands, throwing mm-hmm, up mm-hmm. on his shirt, and he was going to have to, like, hold my legs. But, yeah. you know... Yeah, here we are. That's love. <laughs> I think he still is attracted to me. I of don't know. Of course he is. Um, more. <laughs> so, Foxy, if you're listening. <laughs> so I pushed like that with the doctor helping me push, like she would be like, this is how you, this is where you want to push. Okay. Like she would hold
0: her hand she, there. Yes. Yeah.
1: I'm like trying to not be like, she would insert her hands and say, yeah, <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. And that really helped me, but it was like, and we could start seeing his head coming out and I'm like, Oh my God, thank God he's coming. Yeah. And so we do this and this is like a major shout out to Dr. Blum. I don't think that OBs normally stay in the room with you this long like she stayed in there with me for three hours oh
0: my gosh helping me
1: and because I was like you can't leave your this is so helpful um and so the contractions would come and they can watch them on the monitor so I would like see it and I'd be like oh fuck like it's just like you it's just so it's just so hard and Uh, you're like I don't think I can do it again I haven't eaten all day since 4 a.m. and but I'm like I got I just kept being like I can do it Claire and Clara were like you can do it Foxy's like you everyone's like you can do it you've gotten this far so we see his head, they like bring the mirror in because they think that will help me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that image will never leave Woo! my mind. Woo! Woo! I'll just spare you, actually. I don't know who's listening. Aaron Baker. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been, he's not changed. Foxy, well, we didn't know what the baby was then, but Foxy wasn't changing stations. The baby's name's Foxy the too. The baby's name is Foxy too. He's the fifth one. Um, and so. He stayed in the same space in the same station for 2 hours which is like kind of crazy if you're pushing that long like they should move. Mm-hmm. They should move down a little. And so I could like feel the room kind of being like like I was exhausted like the room you could tell it was just like what mm-hmm. everyone's just kind of like uh what's going on. Yeah. And I know like my mom is panicking cuz she's texting Foxy. Everyone's just mm-hmm. kind of pan. No one was panicky but like I could feel and so I was like, I kind of knew in the back of my head and like, I've kind of always, I kind of had this bad feeling all along. Like I trust, I knew I could do this and have the baby vaginally unmedicated, but like for some reason I kind of always like thought like, Oh, I feel like something might happen. I might have to have a C-section. Mm-hmm. So I did listen to a lot of podcasts on C-sections too, but my knowledge there was not as strong as mm-hmm. the unmedicated birth. You're not a surgeon yet. I'm not, not a surgeon law. quite yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> So Dr. Blom says, okay, we have options. You can keep pushing. I think you could push, you know, for 10 more hours and nothing may change. Yeah. Just so you know, but you can keep pushing or we could go ahead and get ready for a C-section. He's not moving. He's stuck in your pelvis. And I'd done all the things to try to move him, like to align my, his head with my pelvis. But sometimes she said that your, your pelvis and your baby's head might just not align mm-hmm. and that sucks. But thank God we have, you know, modern.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: Um, interventions. I'm like, what the hell is that word? Modern interventions. You're doing great. Oh, God. <laughs> so I look at Claire and I'm, you know, I'm like, you, I'm kind of like, are you disappointed in me, mm. Claire and Clara? But they're like, no, oh, my gosh, do this. let's do the C-section. Do, or do you want to keep pushing? Yeah. Whatever you want to do. Which the previous doula would have been like, she doesn't believe in modern intervention, yeah. which is reckless. Terrifying, yeah. So I really am grateful for their support and them, you know, knowing that I knew what was best, that whatever we did would get Foxy there. And they're like, I, I decided, I was like, okay, it's going to be best to have the C-section. His heart rate had never dropped, mm-hmm. so, like, he was fine, mm-hmm. but he literally was just stuck. Yeah. And so every move, like, we would see him coming out, but, like, it wouldn't go farther down. So I kind of felt a little bit of re- – I felt a lot of shame, and, like, I kind of just – I can, like, think back to it. I felt just shame around having to do that, but at the same time, I was really proud of how far I'd come. Hell, yeah. Yeah. And I got, like, that experience that I wanted yeah, for whatever sake. Reason. <laughs> so they – okay, so the Claire and Clara, the doulas, are like, we're going to go get your bags while you do this. Um, can we go get you anything else? Like, what do you need? And Foxy had to get – you know, once I said, okay, we'll do the C-section, it's like five minutes. Mm-hmm. They bring him, like, the suit in, and they're like, okay, we're doing – you know, it's happened so fast – But I'm still having contractions, mind you. So I'm still holding out a little bit of hope. Mm -hmm. And I'm like pushing, pushing, nothing's happening. Because you have to push when you have the contraction. Like you can't just like sit there. Like it's natural. It's nature. So I'm waiting. The anesthesiologist comes in. He's the nicest guy ever. It's his son's birthday that day too. Like he's so sweet. Loved him. We're chatting. And I'm like, can you please? Numb the bottom (laughs) half of my body now. (laughs) I'm done here because we have decided. And after, so it was. Doctor Blum says six hours. Claire says I was pushing for seven. Who freaking cares? It was a long time. And then we've been insane. I pushed for thirty minutes with Waylon. Yeah, they. I mean, it's it's really uncommon. He was stuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was stuck. (laughs) It's like like I was saying. They normally had to come out at some point. They normally only allow you to push for two to three hours, and then they they kind of push a C-section on you. Um, I really didn't want anything to be pushed on me. Like the whole time they push inductions, they push C-sections, they push all the things, Mm -hmm. but I felt this baby was going to come when they wanted. So anyways, so back to the C-section. So they wheel me in the room. It's like, I go from this like calm, dark room Mm -hmm. where I'm like playing my playlist and there's like twinkle lights that Clara Clara had set up. Like, everything's really calm in there. Oh, and it's so bright in that room. And they wheel me out in the hall, and I'm like, oh, I'm bawling, crying. And all the nurses in the hallway had just listened to this, like, wild experience for, what, eight, nine, eight hours? And then they, like, see me wheeling out, and it's like, you know. Yeah. And I, so I covered my eyes and just went into that room, and, you know, there's, like, ten people in the room. Mm -hmm. And they're chatting about, like, how their kids drop off was to you know like it's yeah. just a normal day for them but yeah. you're like about to have your baby and it happens really fast he i finally get the medicine and um, you feel like good after that yeah because it's your contraction stop yeah. and you're numb yeah. from the bottom down so that was amazing the feeling was like but i can't imagine pushing having an epidural because how can you push that feeling
0: I don't know. I just, she said, push like you got a poop. And I said, let's
1: fucking go. <laughs> right. I mean, everyone does it. So you can, but, but it was, it was wild. So they, they, the C section, it happens in five minutes. You know, mm-hmm. the baby comes out. They, it takes like 20 minutes to put your organs back together. But, mm-hmm. um, the baby comes out. Foxy looks over. He says, it's a boy. He's bawling, crying. I'm bawling, crying. We're like all so excited. He, I'm sure he really wanted a boy for mm-hmm. like, the fifth Foxy. And if not, if I hadn't had a boy, his, the Foxworth last name would kind of like die off. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of pressure on me. (laughs) So we were really happy that it was a boy and I wanted him to go out and tell uh, my parents like right away because they were anxious what was going on. Well, he waited a minute and- um, they finally brought Foxy to me and like laid him on my chest. Oh my and God. I was like, Oh my God. I oh know. my God. Best feeling in the fucking world. Yeah, best feeling in the world. I was, and then they took him away so fast. And I was like, don't forget to save my placenta. I'm going to be making that into pills. <laughs> did we do delayed cord clamping? Oh wait, we can't do delayed cord clamping. Like all my like wishes out the door, but that's okay. Cause he was fine and healthy and yeah. they did save my placenta and I have been taking it in the form of pills <laughs> every day. Um, And then they wheel me back into the room and I'm like begging for my mom to come in. And they said, you just had major surgery. She can't come in. And I'm like, why can't she come in? I don't get it. Like that does. Okay. So can Foxy come in? I don't know. They say after major surgery, you can't have a visitor right away for two hours. And then I was like, no, like my mom and my dad and my sister are out there like bring them in. And they're like, well, okay, your mom can come, but not your dad, not your sister. I'm like. Uh, well that's like kind of that's weird okay yeah. then fine can just my dad they're like no only your mom I'm like that's weird right I'm like it's tw- okay but we took what we could get and mm-hmm. my mom came in and so my parents no one I didn't tell that many people that I, my plan for birth because I didn't want their opinions mm-hmm. um so I explained to my mom that what I just did and she was like the baby's here it's great we have to move on from this we're not gonna cry about this anymore mm-hmm. like we're done well, and the drugs, I remember
0: after the twins were born, I mean, granted, they had to take them both to the nursery, but I was so uncontrollably crying, like Claire Danes, ugly crying. Yeah. Like could not get my shit together.
1: Like when I said that mascara I put on at 4 a.m., yeah. I mean, the pictures of after, the pictures of me after the birth or something no one will ever get <laughs> to see. I have like cellulite in my chin. <laughs> it's weird. My hair, like after the shower and the bath and throwing up and sweat. I mean, oh I went to battle. Yeah, you did. So I decided in that moment, I was like, okay, we're going to, you, you can, you're in your power. You could do the unmedicated birth. You did it. Yep. Like, good job. And I really, I think it really like proved to me that we really can do anything with our minds and our bodies are like amazing. Yep. And I got what I wanted out of that. And I was like, I'm not going to dwell on this. Yeah. Who cares how your baby came out? Like you're leaving the hospital with a baby.
0: Exactly. Let me tell you, I've done it both ways and that's the way to win. Right. Totally. That's, like, that's it.
1: That's, it's so and true. And you,
0: and you lay, I mean, you did what you wanted to do. Right. And like,
1: I asked, the first question I asked the um, doctor after, when they were like sewing me back up, I was like, will I ever have abs again? Like, I still <laughs> could feel myself there a little bit, you know? Yeah. And like, I was like, it's going to be okay. We're going to be okay. Yeah. So I decided not to dwell on that. Yes. I mean, a part of the reason I wanted this unmedicated birth was the recovery. So it's hilarious because yeah. C section recovery is like that's something that I wasn't prepared for, but it's three weeks and I'm feeling better. So yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, But um, yeah, that's like kinda of my birth story, all in all. That's amazing. I'm on trying to think if there's anything else. I mean, I sat in that room for a little bit, then they wheeled me into the postpartum room and Never looked back.
0: No. And one thing you're doing too, and um, if you don't want to talk about us we can cut it, but no. you weren't sure how you were going to feel about breastfeeding it's going great.
1: Yes. I wasn't feel about, I wasn't sure about breastfeeding. I was, which is so weird to be so like, so wanting to be so natural about the birth cause women bodies are so amazing. But then I was like breastfeeding. I don't know. But it, um, that is like my redemption, like Foxy was he was really good at breastfeeding from day one like latched right on that's going great I'm not I don't I haven't pumped I'm not trying to store a ton of milk like I might I actually am supplementing his 3 a.m. feeding with formula and maybe I'll start supplementing more when I go back to work like I'm just doing what works for me and Mm -hmm. I think and her kids her baby
0: already sleeps better than all three of my kids
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I really, I really like nursing him, but I'm not going to be the, I'm not going to be like chained to a pump all day. So I'm just doing what works for me. You got to find out what works for you. And everyone will give you their opinion on that too. Yeah. But yeah, it's been, he has been, people say, don't say babies are good or bad because all babies are good babies. It's (laughs) like, right. I know. But this is, this is a really good baby. This is in my doula research. Okay. All babies are good. So by saying, is that a good baby? It can be demeaning. Got it.
0: Della was a lot.
1: Yeah. Della a, was not a good baby. a good kid. <laughs> but he is so... So he has been so far sleeping well and... He's a bigger kid, a bigger baby. Right. This is the thing. Like, if you keep your baby in for 40... when If you let your baby come when they want to come... Mm-hmm. He opened like people are like, has he opened his eyes yet? I'm like, he's been You're opening that. Like he's them. drinking beer. <laughs> right. He's like, he's kissing me on the lips yeah, <laughs> saying, Mama. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> oh, he's on solids. Um, <laughs> but I he's I so cute. Think too. there's something like to be said about letting them stay in. And there's so many reasons you can't. Obviously, you couldn't, you had yeah, yeah, yeah. with the twin. I mean, you know, there's so if you have low fluid, I will say my amniotic fluid was low. And I was like, oh man, they're gonna induce me at 38 eight 39 weeks. But then when I went to talk to Dr. Gregory, she was like, no, you're on the lower side, but you're fine. Right. So like, if you know what to ask, if you're pregnant and you're like, Oh, this kind of sounds like something I might be interested in. You can do your research, but also when they say like your blood pressure is high, you need to go get induced right now. You can say, what happens if we wait an hour and we try it again? Mm. Like, just know that you, I felt like when I was told I had to do IVF by the IVF clinic Mm to get pregnant I felt like really stripped of like my power and I think if you are an advocate for yourself like we need I believe we need medical intervention for all things but I think you also can you know read up on totally the natural ways too I don't know So but, do you think you'll have a VBAC? Okay so <laughs> for those that don't know a VBAC is vaginal birth after cesarean <clears throat> and it can be some doctors don't like to do it and I'd wanted to i asked dr gregory when she came to see me after i was like she came to see me in the postpartum room and i'm like that's like the first thing what said? about a v-back <laughs> and she's like okay let's just relax and enjoy this moment and we'll talk later so i don't even know if i'm a good candidate for it since he got stuck in my pelvis mm. you know maybe the next baby might not align either is what i've i've already been you know looking into mm-hmm. this
0: mm-hmm. she's already actually pregnant again <laughs> but I <laughs> overachiever
1: <laughs> if I can do an unmedicated medicated I think I'll try yeah but if not I'll just have the c-section and call I could just a, take you out back and beat the shit out of you yeah you and just yeah, <laughs> get yes. it over with <laughs> I think I'll just have the c-section to call it a day yeah but we'll see I'm but I do now like I, what, I thought I'd want to wait a long time to have another baby but now I'm like I want a million babies it's you're, really, you're gonna be a doula. It's, it's really magical. Stop
0: shaving your armpits. <laughs> Things are getting really special around here. Yeah,
1: I can feel I've it. totally changed. I can feel <laughs> it.
0: I can feel it. Uh, so before we hop off, just give, tell people because you kind of touched on it, and I didn't know a ton about it. I knew about it from an acupuncturist, but um, I didn't really know people still like did the forty days after.
1: So right, so right because they don't. Right because everyone's eating like trash food and because they're just trying Everyone to survive. Needs, yeah. So, the first 40 days postpartum is in China, it's like a Chinese medicine ritual. I don't know if it's a ritual, whatever. Practice, a cultural practice. Yes. And so, the first 40 days, I'm not following all of this clearly. If you follow my Instagram, I've been out of my house, but you stay home for 40 days. The baby stays home with you for 40 days and you, um, like you're nourishing the mother. So, really, your partner should be making sure to be helping with the baby as much as they can, which Foxy does, anyways. And we're not following all of this. I'm just giving you the background. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot about what you eat in order to heal your body. So, especially like after a C section, I feel. But after birth, everything inside your body is all your organs are shifted around. Like, think about it your um, uterus has expanded that much. Your placenta was in there. Like, it's now out of you. Everything has to go back. It's crazy. So, if you are eating a bunch of trash food, like that's not healing your body. It's all about eating warm foods, a lot of oatmeal, which also helps your milk supply, Um, bone broths, like a lot of curries, gingers, turmeric, anything that will heal your body. So I have been trying my best to do it. And Claire Parks actually has a postpartum uh, meal service. So I did that with her. And then uh, Atlas Food, I did a postpartum meal service with them too. And that has been awesome. Like so many broths, warm foods, just think warm foods, broths, oatmeal, Mm -hmm. make it easy. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I'm trying to rest as much as I can. It's hard to rest when you have a newborn, but I think that now people really over, or this is, I don't know, people really overcomplicated, I think. Like there's so much information on Instagram and there's so many books and there's all these rabbit holes you can get down. But for me, what I'm trying to lean into is blocking out that noise and just trusting my baby, what the baby needs Mm -hmm. and like what works for me. And I don't, you, I mean, there's so much information. It's overload. Like use this swaddle burp this way, do this, but just, you can figure it out by yourself and learn your baby. Mm -hmm. And I think it's helping to like block the noise.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: But, and then I want to read this message from the, um, before we end from this nurse. So this nurse who follows Sarah, Her name is Betsy Kennedy. I don't, I guess it doesn't matter to say that. Mm. She follows Sarah on Instagram and she saw that Sarah posted that I had a baby and she then realized who it was and she sent me this message. So she said, okay, she said, I follow Sarah and saw her post. I'm going to cry, but I'll read it. Cry. I was the day shift charge nurse yesterday and was in the OR helping up until the time your beautiful boy was born. I spoke to you a little bit while everyone was hustling around you to getting you ready. Just wanted you to know what a badass you are and what an amazing job you did bringing Foxy here. Total warrior. Don't ever forget that. Be so proud of yourself. Love getting to see the pics of you on the other side. And so I think that, like, having her reach out, thank you, Betsy, whoever you are, we'll have to meet. You can come to the studio. Five classes on us. (laughs) But having, like, someone else see you and all the work that you did, it kind of validated it for me. Not that I needed it, but, like, I mean, it's the okay baby. if you needed it a little bit. You worked right. your fucking ass off. Right. I worked, like, nine months for, I don't know, It's just, like, to feel that from her and, and the doctors and Foxy and everyone. But for, like, a stranger to see it, you're like, okay, I did this mm-hmm. and I'm moving on from, life does not always go as planned. No, definitely not. And it's. Like, I think children are a really good lesson. Foxy took forever to come out, and it was like, you can't control me. And then, you know, his birth story wasn't maybe what I was planning. And, like, you can't control everything, and that's a really good lesson going into motherhood, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) This baby
0: will be your best teacher.
1: Right. Hands down. So. Yeah. And if anyone is pregnant and, like, has a million questions, (sighs) that was me, and I am so here for all your questions. So message me. I love to talk about birth. And oh my God, pregnancy. she's gonna go back. She's gonna be an OB. <laughs> hey, I'll make more money. Um, <laughs> but that's that's it. And I miss you guys, and I'll be back at the studio soon. Yeah, give us a give us a Mount Pleasant update. Okay, so Mount Pleasant, the work cycle. I had a meeting there yesterday with John, Sarah's husband, our builder, who <clears> is doing awesome and we're like moving right along there. And Katie Pinta and Sean just to do a walkthrough. Everything looks awesome. It's um going as fast as it can we're waiting on our electrical permit and then you have to get so many permits and then we will putting up finishing up the build out so hopefully we'll open late i don't want to say when because it actually makes me nervous but hopefully march um we'll be updating you as we go we have two new instructors at cycle that are starting This month, Dom and Kelly. They. I I don't know Kelly. I'm sure she's awesome, but I love Dom. Don't you love him? I don't even
0: know him. He's taken my class like once or twice, and I just love riding next to him. Yeah, that's what my mom said. So he, he's he. It's kind of like Chandler a little bit. Like he's like loud and like happy and excited
1: and like. He's really amazing. I can't wait for y'all to learn more. I'm not going to tell you all about his story or who he is because I'll let you go to his classes so he can share all of that. But he's awesome. And Kelly is amazing. She moved here from Boston and she has taught spin before. She reached out and we were like, oh, we're not. We just did a training. And then she was she kept coming to ride and she reached out again, and we're like, okay, this girl, like, she gets it. She yeah. wants to do this. So we auditioned her, and she's amazing, and she's going to start teaching too. And there's some other people that we're training, um, but look out for those two this month. And both studios are doing the January challenge. Mm-hmm. That's, like, all we got, though, you know? Mm-hmm. It's December. My brain's not all there. You're doing a good job. But I the mean, baby just woke up. I know. Did he? Did, I thought I heard a cry, too, but, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Why isn't this... The baby woke up, so it's perfect timing, Perfect y'all. timing. Um, you guys, Keep remember sweating.
0: that we over at The Works, uh, The Works regular- You didn't just have a baby. Your brain should work. It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> we over at The Works Studio are going to be open every single day this month. I think the cycle studio is shut on Christmas, and that's it. Sue us. And No. Are you guys open on- uh, No, we're closed on Christmas, but we're open all the other days. Yeah. Um, and that's it. Carter, thank you. That Thank was awesome. You. you guys are the best. Make sure you share this with all your friends. Um, and remember, too, that you know if you're listening to this and maybe you're like trying to get pregnant or had a hard time, go back and listen to the first podcast Carter did that she talked about. Um, it took her a while to get pregnant and everything she went through. And you guys know that I did a lot of IVF. So we understand there's many different ways to this. And I, I'm such a believer that if this is something you want, if like motherhood is in your blood, you're going to be a mother. Some, I was going to say, if you want way, your baby, you always yeah. said,
1: if you want that baby, yeah. you're going to...
0: I had a girl tell me that when we lost Grace. She was like, is there anything you've ever wanted in your life that you
1: haven't worked hard for and gotten?" I said, no. She said, this isn't going to be any different. Exactly. And I think like having the baby, the baby being here, after it being so hard, I just feel... And it's okay if you don't... I'm like, if I don't feel grateful, it's okay if the baby's pissing me off. But I really do feel so grateful right now and just happy. Like, yeah. it's like you work so hard for it and... Mm-hmm. Like you said, they finally put that baby on your chest. It's the best. It's different, but it's the best. We're surviving. Yes.
0: Um, All right, y'all. Rate us, review us, share us with your friends. We will chat again. Uh, Look out for us on Monday. Yeah.